You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. This is To Stir With Love, a criminal justice reform podcast. And I'm here, I'm back with Yitzchak, Yitzchak Kolokowski, the chief of all chaplaincy affairs at the Waymark Prison in Waymark, Pennsylvania. Um, Yitzchak mentioned to me that you do have like um, one or two uh, persons that uh, are, consider themselves or would like to be members of the Church of Latter-day Saints, uh, otherwise known as the Church of Mormon. That correct? Yes, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I know that, uh, you know, you have a familiarity with with uh, this, with the Mormon religion. Um, you know, you, you, we've talked about this in the past. Your wife is, uh, has, uh, was originally raised in that religion. And uh, obviously your interest in all religions, but this one specifically. So, uh, you know, I, I want to use tonight to talk a little bit about what you I guess you know I guess for Mormons and you have experience with this of course you know with your own wife's what she has told you um, they do seem to have a blueprint for a healthy family oriented life that probably doesn't result in so much imprisonment um, you know despite the high numbers in Utah that we were looking at before we started recording um, you know based on you know the 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 you know where it's going. I don't know if the people in Utah that are being incarcerated are are, are Mormons primarily. It doesn't seem like that. It seems like the numbers are uh, like we saw. You know the amount of um, Native Americans who obviously, I mean, don't seem to be Mormon are is, is an incredibly high rate compared to the the, the general population, um, and. That's also true for the African Americans that are there. I'm not sure if they are Mormon or not. The, seems to the are, it seems to be that they are not, and they of course are are incarcerated at a very high rate. It seems that the Mormons in Utah and throughout the country, though, don't end up in prison that often, as we as I mentioned earlier. And it probably statistics of Pentecostals, and apparently the lowest, uh, you know, the 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 least likely religion to be in a federal prison is a Pentecostal. And then after that is the, not a religion, but a, a religious view would be the atheists. Although I guess there are, you know, uh, you know, hu- uh, humanists who might have some religious, uh, you know, trappings to their atheism, but it, that's, uh, I don't think that's that common. And again, they're very low level, uh, being in prison as opposed to their general population, and the third would be the Mormons. So certainly, from the ones that we Mormon, it, is, it is, seems uh, like there's. We could probably say, based on the statistics, you know, assuming the the rate of error for people who aren't necessarily owning up, but it would seem that people that have been raised in Mormon communities end up in prison less than people from other communities, and Correct. I think that. So I think we can say that. Now let's try to figure out why. So, because if that's true, and part of what criminal justice reform is about keeping people out of prison. So what is the recipe that the Mormons have for keeping people out of prison or keeping them people on the right side of the law? Um, you, know, I, you know, human beings are human beings. What is it about the Mormon religion and way of life that m- mitigates the amount of people that, you know, are 
uh, are, are going off the right path and are being caught and imprisoned. So what would you asked, what would you suggest? I asked, I asked my wife what what she thinks about this, and she said one of the things is their their charitable works make it that nobody has any needs. Meaning, if you if you are in need, the community will take care of you. Much how our community right now, my wife isn't feeling well, and the you know the Satmar Beaker Cholim they they're bringing food. You know we don't even have to ask, and they're driving. Yeah, they're fighting over who gets to bring food to to Kolakowski's, uh, you know, so they they have what to, you know. So yeah. let's, let's just mention that the Satmar Beaker home, they're not around the corner, right? They have they they're coming from pretty far to to yeah, bring it. A half hour drive, and uh, yeah, it's uh, so there's so so in, in other words, so in the. The Mormons have a similar, what we would call chesed uh, infrastructure that yeah. even if somebody is not uh, doing that well in his uh, in his vocation and is behind the rent or behind the mortgage, there are ways instead of thinking about, you know, you know, purloining some money from someplace, um, there's free loans and other ways that these people are taken care of that they they never fall into a state of desperation where they might want to commit crimes in order to be able to make ends meet correct i yeah, think that's what your wife is saying that's how she understands it yeah but but there's obviously there's you know you know as well as i do that that's a lot of the white collar crime and perhaps some of the violent you know sort of like you know robbing the bodegas or whatever it is but of course there's you know there's just the crimes of 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 uh, you know, being, I guess, assault and battery, um, uh, violence against spouses, um, drunk driving, uh, you know, uh, we talked about uh, sexual offenses. It seems like all of those are also something which do not exhibit in the Mormon community. And well, yeah, dr drunk driving would certainly be uh, since since they're very against uh, you know alcohol is is forbidden according to the word of wisdom, alcohol and and caffeine both are forbidden, so that you know would would be mitigated by those who observe that. Again, maybe not everybody observes it, but someone does. You know, most of the population seems to be taking that seriously, and so that certainly drunk driving would be out of the question. Uh, you know, we we know what. What Ramosha says about uh, how various perversions develop is because if a person, uh, you know, they they don't have any sipuk because you know uh, if they're if they're engaging in, in seeking out the next high, whether you know through drugs or sex or whatever else, and then uh, so they're looking for the next thing that's that's going to get them there. Uh, they that's what leads to a lot of the perversion and depravity in the world. And so, again, if someone lives a very, uh, you know, chaste life, they're less likely to, you know, even though some some people in the world would would claim the opposite that that it's that it's the it's the repression, repression. that leads to the perversion. But the but the uh, you know the Mormons seem to to put a lie to that idea. Yeah. The Chachmas Atara says the opposite, that it's not the repression, it's the, 
you know, it says Mariva uh, Sove, you know, like it's. It, it, That's it, right. Nasa or Nasa is like a heter. Once you get involved yeah. in an Israel lifestyle, then it becomes addictive. So the Mormons really have, like like many Orthodox Jews and Hasidic Jews, or they have certain siyogim and gedarim that they have in terms of, um, in terms of socializing, in terms of, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, obviously being more careful. Uh, uh, they don't uh, engage in the same sort of, uh, you know, type of wild parties. Um, they there's a I mean, there's... there is a lot of socializing. That's the that's the thing. There is a, there is a lot of socializing, even, but it's it 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 it's within a certain gedarim. So so that's the. It's not that there's uh, the way that we have, uh, you know, the total segregation of the sexes. That's not something that. They really have as much, but they, you know, but there is certainly the idea of, you know, the place of manhood and womanhood are, you know, those two things, you know, the, the, the identities of the genders and so forth being so part of the culture, that is something that is certainly part of it. You know, and, and again, now that, you know, most Mormons, at least, oh, at least in terms of the official, you know, uh, dictums towards the outside community are not practicing polygamy. Um, what, I guess we could speculate that that you know, one of the things that leads to crimes of passion is adulterous behavior and people are getting involved with, with other people's wives. Maybe we could also speculate that in the Mormon communities, there is a greater, there's a less of a divorce rate. There's more of, uh, of, of a satisfaction with your spouses and uh, perhaps you know there's a, a greater uh, cohesion in the family unit uh, that also helps for the young people not to fall off the grid because you know much of the, many of the offenders in many of the prisons that we've been talking about are young people that were in a way aimless and not having a purpose obviously every young mormon who you know is encouraged to uh, to serve, right? They serve on their mission where they uh, where they are sent. Uh, I don't know if, if all of them go, but I know it's almost expected that that all that these young people after high school are going to be, um, uh, you know, going to places all over the world. Uh, right. to... They they actually raise their money themselves, so not everybody does it, but it, they it's something that someone will save up their whole life to do they're not they're not paid to do that they're not allowed to take any money they're not allowed to take any donations it's something that's very it, it, it's, it's it's so in real. other words in other words at a young age they become industrious and not only industrious to to earn money so they can wear bling on themselves but to earn money to be able to pay for uh, the missionary work that they're going to be doing correct correct and and not only that, but one thing we discussed before is, that in general, uh, being single lead, it, it, it leaves a uh, uh, a vacuum open to the life of crime, you know. And and since just like in our community, there is a lot of pressure to get married, and it's expected. It's not, you know, it's not even, you know, question that you know that's just part of the lifestyles that you get married and you you raise a family. Family is very important in Mormonism that it's uh, and the idea is that you're you're bound to your family in this world and in the next world but that's that's the design 
that that's so important to them is that the family structure is something that you know meaning uh, that that you get you go to the temple and you get bound to your family as uh, you know eternally and you know or in a, in a mormon uh wedding uh, vows you know the the typical christian wedding vows will say till death do us part whereas the mormon wedding vows will will be that it's not only it's not only in this world but it's in the next world also that 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 you're married you know mm-hmm. that's part part of the you know the the idea and not only you're married to your to your spouse but you're connected to your children your whole family has that connection in this world and in and and in heaven as well and so that's part well i I think many you know people have this image of the squeaky clean mormon family from the osmonds of course who were a uh, a mormon family that that took america by storm in the late 60s and 70s and 80s and i think that uh it isn't just a a fiction there are there is definitely a um a a clean cut aspect um and it, 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 I think there's also this that needs to be said, that unlike our, that we struggle with so many that are off going off the derech and acting out, part of it is, it might be the repressive um, environment that the child perceives and the fact that there's a an insistence that, you know, you know you're not going to be involved with, you know, with movies, television, whatever it is. Um, the Mormons actually have somehow created a way that they, you know, they, they are involved with, you know, the, the, the secular cultured world, but in a way that it's filtered, um, they, they're not like the Amish. They don't, they're not restrictive to the point that they won't, you know, that they come up with all these convoluted rules about when you could use, when you could be using a computer, when you can't, and when, when you can use a machine or a truck. Mormon life is is, is 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 like a squeaky clean version of of you know like, like we would call the Eisenhower cocoon of the 1950s. You know, there's a uh, there's a engagement of all the enjoyment of football games and being involved in in, in parades and 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 programs and shows, but uh, as I think has been in, has been documented, you know, they will. They will take out objectionable material in uh, in their films uh, when they're watching it. They won't show nudity um, or, or other types of uh, uh, you know other types of uh, excessive violence. So you know, it, it seems like they've 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 managed the trick. Now again, we sort of struggle with this. It's true. There, if you do find you know the simcha by the Hashem and being a you know, upkeeping the chesidish yungaman or a bastera, it's possible. But the Mormons seem to have been able, in you know, in their colleges and in their schools, to if 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 one would follow them, I guess for a day they would they they would see things pretty much like like like, like sort of any sort of American culture, but sort of like a a, a leave it a beaver, you know, squeaky clean one. Maybe maybe well, I'm. Good. Yeah, they, they, they certainly, it's a very American, it's a very, like an Americana type of uh, culture. It's the American, one of my friends that have an obsession with Israel and with Jewish culture is, are the churches that don't have their own culture. And so, meaning that you'll have like Israeli dancing and stuff, 
as part of a church uh, activity in a lot of the evangelical uh, churches, because meaning you're not going to see that in a, in, in a in a Russian Orthodox church or a Catholic church where they have their or Greek Orthodox, you know, they have their their culture as part of their church. You're not going to see it in an Anglican, you know, church where they have their culture. And you also really don't see it, even though the Mormons are very pro-Israel, you don't see the obsession that, that you see in, in the evangelical churches um, in the Mormon church because they have their own culture. They have their own, uh, which is the American culture. That's what they have as their culture. And therefore, they don't need to well, go. And- well, the, the the Odyssey of you mentioned Joseph Smith, and of course his student Brigham Young, and the Odyssey of from Missouri to to Utah, you know that is the biblical narrative, right? <laughs> Basically, the 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 prophet uh, and 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 you know, the the angel that comes and, and and gives the Book of Mormon happens in the United States, right? It happens here. So Upstate New York, yeah. yeah. This is their era. But they believe that that Jesus came to to America, presented himself to the to the Native Americans. There is a belief in the Mormon Church that Native Americans are from the lost tribes of Israel, and that the Mormon people also uh, you get a patriarchal blessing from whatever the oldest person in in your church is. You're supposed to go and get a blessing, and the blessing is that he tells you which of the Shvatim you come from, and if someone does come from a Jewish background. They're always told that they're from Yehuda, that so there, there is, uh, you know, they they, they identify even even though my wife said she never heard this, but I always heard uh, that the Mormons call non-Mormons Gentiles, which I, I I my wife said she never actually heard that, but it's, uh, it, it, so, it, it, you know, the fact that they tell a story like that, it, there's something there's something to that that they they see themselves as 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 being the the, the tribes of Israel, you know, that's part of their. And I think it's. I think this leads us, um, you know, I, I think pretty directly to the third element here, which is if the deeper one goes into the Mormon theology and history, uh, the more one knows about the story of and and what are the secrets that are contained, you know, by the by by the highest uh, members of the community. Um, the weirder this sounds to us, and we, and again, it, there's been documentaries uh, that have, uh, you know, highlighted this. Uh, that, and, and I guess what why it's so shocking is because the Mormons seem to be the most, you know, uh, pleasant, great people to to have as a neighbor and to have someone around, um, clean cut and unthreatening. And then when you find out what their religion is really about, and then you start thinking about what is that again? The Church of Jesus Christ? Okay, that I guess I understand. What is this Latter-day Saints? And then you realize that there is a a stark difference between them and the Catholics that you've mentioned before, that the saints are really here today, that the 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 people like we mentioned are really not just uh, great holy men who who have striven like we have in our culture, but they are actually almost superhuman figures. Um, 
And as as, as you we were talking before we started recording, um, you, know, you mentioned you know Jesus's place in 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 Mormon theology, uh, but Jesus isn't the Godhead in the same way a Catholic would understand it sort of God becoming human and making us understand that God loves us and that we could find ourselves in God, but rather the fact that we, Jesus is sort of like a symbol of a human, an actual human who was born through uh, like a type of sexual procreation. And Jesus's ascension is a symbol to us that we can all ascend to becoming God and becoming a God, as opposed to God is everything and everywhere. And Jesus proves that to us. And that all we need to do is give our hope into God. But Jesus, and I guess <laughs> is really a, a, a proof that, that humans can become God. I think this is the way you described it to me earlier. Well, it's not only not only the Mormon Jesus, but the Mormon God, the Father they call Heavenly Father, is radically different than any other Christian theology as far as how what that means. So I I heard it expressed by a Catholic, and not only that, but then you would go to you know it's it's also very polytheistic and it's. It's something that would be very, you know, uh, as as much as we have a problem with the Trinity uh, in Judaism, and we understand it to be kfira, but it seems that the Mormon level is, is so megushim that it that it's even worse as if we to say such a thing. So the way I heard it once explained by a Catholic on a Catholic radio show was that the Catholic Church, for example, will recognize Protestants as being fellow Christians. Because they share that theology of of the of the of the Trinity, right? Uh, and and specifically that they baptize in the name of the Trinity. That's that's a specific aspect of the Catholic theology of how they recognize other Christians as being fellow Christians. And so, therefore, uh, you know, if if a Catholic marries a Protestant, that's not an interfaith. Right. Uh, well, let's just explain here. You, let's explain why the Trinity is important because yeah. you have the idea of the Creator, the Father, that the God, the same God that creates everything, who hoya hoya viya, and then you have the Son, which is the great miracle of Jesus's being, which is God becoming human in a way, and but still being God, and the Holy Ghost, of course, is the Spirit. That lives within all of us, which is the, the soul or the spirit that can be saved. That's but your they tri- are triune, meaning they are th- three in one. They, they I understand, and that's that's the nafkamina. That's between the the Mormon view is that they are three separate gods, as opposed, and there are many other gods as opposed to the Trinity. Is is that is that they are they are one god and that that you know that these are you know different avatars of that of that echad that it's it's not only that they are three parts of the echad that they are you know they they are co-equal in the god in in the trinitarian view as opposed to the mormon view is that no they are it, well because right, because gods. yeah because the the trinity and, rep- represents 
the process of what the purpose of creation is. Whereas, yeah, the, whereas, whereas the person of God, the Son, and the, and the Trinity existed before the incarnation on Earth, and the, and the you know they usually they'll say whenever it says Malach Hashem that that is the manifestation of of God the Son at, on Earth before the incarnation in Jesus, and then they also you know J- John's Gospel he mentions the logos that the Word became flesh. Uh, that idea of logos, it it it, it has its makor in Yiddishkeit, but they, the way they interpret it obviously is, is kfira. But the idea of the memra memra Hashem, which is not uh, co-equal in the in the in, in our theology, as far as I know, but also and in, in the writings of Philo, who is not part of our tradition, but he talks a lot about okay, you well, know, well, okay, well, again, we're getting into you know, Philo is a Neoplatonist, but you know, and, and yeah. definitely had was able to, you know, jive many of the popular religious ideas with the way he understood the Torah, but I think what but, we really but, want to, but, but, I think but, what we but, want to emphasize what, what I was saying is that that was, before, that was pre-Christian, and that yeah. was where you know, this ideology grew out of that that world, but but the the Mormons and and for that matter, the Jehovah's Witnesses, in the in a different way, the Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe Jesus was God. They don't. They believe there's only the one God, you know, and they believe that Jesus is is the is the Messiah and is the incarnation of the angel Michael, which could be similar to some of the things that that you know some of the Sifrei Kabbalah talk about Malach Matad is the Neshama of Mashiach and whatever that means, but uh, nonetheless. Uh, both of those groups, which are both American churches that start in America, are considered to be heretical by mainstream Christians because their theology both rejects the Trinity, but the difference is the Jehovah's Witnesses embrace more of almost an Islamic view of Jesus, or you know, and and of God, and 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 closer to a Jewish view. Although still, it's it's fear because they they have this false Mashiach, but the the uh, Mormon view theologically would be the most radically different from anything it, because it's not monotheistic in any <laughs> sense, not, not even that in the triune ideology of monotheism, it's totally polytheistic even and, and even more radically polytheistic than, let's say, the, the Hindus who believe in the idea of Brahman, of being the ultimate, you know, that's, the, you know, hoi hoi that's Mamali Kalam and Besoyv of Kalaman. And then there, there are these other avatars of the different, you know, that even Alan Watts said could really, instead of saying they're Hindu gods, they're really more like angels uh, uh, vis-a-vis their relationship to Brahman. Uh, the Mormon view of, of Heavenly Father is totally Magushim, that they believe that he is a human being who lives on another planet. And to the point that they say what God is, what we are now, God once was and what god is now we will be that the, you know the belief is if you follow this religion you yourself will become a god of your own planet which maybe maybe smith saw the the mission in Uxin that you know the all the tzaddikim all the saints will get uh, you know shia lamas will get the 310 worlds but we don't say that we'll be a god over the world you know the, <laughs> You know, that's, that's, uh, you know, they need the Olamas for their chassidim, you know. It sounds like, you know, what the great Jewish uh, cartoonist and comic book writer, Jack Kirby, uh, when he conceived of Galactus, which is um, one of the um, premier um, uh, comic book 
hero, like it's almost the most incredible villain that was ever created in comics. Galactus is is it was a human who turned into a god that was a force that needed to suck the life out of all these different planets whose time has come. Um, and you know the the, the metamorphosis that Kirby. You know, structured he and Stanley, you know, sounds very similar to the Mormon idea of 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 that God was once a man who, through some sort of uh, uh, sensation and and development, turned into a a God who could, I guess, even create and do miracles, right? And this is really this is a um, this is incredible because. We we spent you know ten fifteen minutes Yitzchak talking about how the Mormon way of life seems to be a, such a positive, and it would seem to be almost a recipe for 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 positive citizenship and and limited incarceration and 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 and, and strong mental health and involvement and being normal and and not going off the derech. But is could it be that what keeps it congeals keeps us all together? Is this, you know, very strange? I would say again, you know, you know, like very difficult to understand, and almost, um, like you say, polytheism, paganistic type of 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 belief. Does one need the other? Is it again? I, I'm not a Mormon. I don't know, but is, is, is does one create the other? Could they could they have one without the other? Could right? Is it just, well, it happens to be the Mormons have this wacko theology, but they also have very good living habits and, and they've been very successful in promoting that. And their culture, a, yes, meaning that there's is, a difference between the culture and the theology that's. But, is, but, but again, the line, we don't know. It's possible that the reason why they've been so successful is because they've been able to throw the net of that culture and, and imbibe. I would assume most of the Mormons' children know this to be true, right? The same great kids that are going out there and 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 doing acts of kindness and missionary work and 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 showing themselves as clean-cut, wonderfully um, uh, individuals, law-abiding citizens, is part of what keeps them in the system. The the you know the, the that that very wild theology. You know, it's that that's a good question. I don't I I I've noticed that dichotomy, but I've never really thought about why it is that that that, that you know, how is it that these that, that that this this very strange theology somehow works together with, you know, does it does it, it give a certain pride into the person meaning because, you know, we talked about these other uh, pagan groups like the the Odinists who believe that the blood of their gods goes through their veins because they believe themselves to be the the progeny of those gods. And that gives a certain amount of pride into, into those communities. And so does that mean that therefore a belief that one will eventually become a god and that one has the potential of becoming a god gives them you know the you know the uh the self-respect the, that they yeah, aren't the, going to yeah, allow the, themselves the, to, yeah. to to just you know to, to to wallow in in drunken stupor behavior um that that is that is antisocial 
it, it's like you know again they've been trained to look in the mirror and see to see a god and to or see something god, yeah yes and you know and if that's true boy what does that say you know if that's what we need in order to copy the you know to to, to sort of like use if it's true what i'm suggesting that the mormon lifestyle is the type of thing that we should be able we should try to promote that whatever that success they have to try to take that recipe and emulate it and try to adapt it to other communities where the incarceration rate is is is, is extremely high where and, and is can can we can we take one without the other do we need some version of it some version of of of, of a certain strength uh, confidence and and what our, the religion stands for it would seem to buy in completely to this uh, to this myth would be would be quite strange and yet again um one doesn't really go without the other does it i mean a bad more right are, are there mormons who say look i reject like we know in chabad there are and I don't know if it's 100% true or not. You know, in Chabad, there are, there are Chabad Chassidim who are very involved in Mitzayim and, 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 and helping and doing all the wonderful acts of Chesed that Chabad Shluchim are similar to the Mormons in this way. And we know that you can probably find a, a minority percentage of them that don't believe in some of the extreme ideas that, that the Meshachistim have. Right, then you can say, well, there's you know, there's Mishikistim Chabad and not Mishikistim. Do you think in Mormon? I don't know. Does that exist? Where okay, these are we know there's the polygamists and the non-polygamists in the Mormon religion. Are there those that don't buy completely into the to to this to this idea of of becoming God and being God and the God was a person, and God was a human? Are, are, are there some that don't buy into it but still practice all the positives of Mormonism? I mean, the, the polygamy issue uh, in the mainstream Mormon church has been... No, I... And, you know, he, he seems to be, you know, a, a very wise, brilliant person. And it, it just, it's hard for me to believe that he really believes in this stuff. And I think, I think just, you know, maybe it's wishful thinking just for someone that I respect so much that, uh, you know... I, he doesn't seem to talk about these things when he, you know. Right. Well, that's Yitzchak. Again, I, I'm just bringing my marshal from Chabad. Yeah. I know that yeah, there was so, so, you know, and, 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 and you know, he's 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 made statements about how, you know, he wanted to send his children to a to a non-Mormon school. He doesn't want to make his children. He wants his children to make a choice on their own, which is really, even though that's what my wife was was blessed with to have a. A father who said that but that's really not typical in the mormon church so it seems like he's someone who appreciates the culture without maybe uh, accepting all of the theology uh again this is just someone who who i respect a lot and and that's why i might be biased to to hope that that's what he believes but the point that i i was saying and bringing up uh, glenn beck is like he he's you know he goes to other churches he 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 has a lot of fellowship with, with orthodox jews uh he works a lot very closely with a lot of orthodox jews and he has a lot of respect for for judaism you know i'm I kind of you know w- was wishing when he was looking for religion it was if uh, you know if jews were only a little bit nicer maybe maybe we would have had <laughs> I him see. Right, glenn beck it would be a good but uh, yeah 
So, look, you know, I, I think that um, we could still. Right. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. And so even if and, and even if and the thing is, is we, we mentioned that there's a very that there's this, uh, even fewer per capita atheists in prison <laughs> than there are Mormons. So so it's not it's not necessarily that that's the you know, it's it, I think it kind of shows that the theology is not necessarily what we are concerned with here. You know, if, if there are. Right. But we, 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 we would like to be able to um, adapt and use what successful communities have used and, and, and try to 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 follow their their path. And trying to, because the ultimate criminal justice reform, of course, is 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 for people to be happy within their lives that they don't see themselves violating the law. Um, you know, we 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 could say, okay, it's going to happen. People are going to be angry. People are going to be lustful. People are going to want to take others. What, maybe what we need to work on, of course, is is creating a a, a happier society which becomes more just as your wife says a society where your needs are taken care of you feel a sense of family you feel a sense of connection then you don't even think of you know of of, of stepping wonderful going back to where we started if there would be more perhaps dialogue with the the mormon leadership about hey what's help us with this secret you know maybe there are ways that that, that we can get this done um and I, mean, it, it, I, I i remember i you know i was on the phone with the you know when i think it was in the middle of you know early on in COVID, it was a zoom meeting between the new york board of rabbis and and some mormon leadership and and but i didn't see that this was you know it was all, always more you know the the questions of you know uh, you know, how do we make sure that they're not posthumously baptizing the Holocaust victims and things like that? Like, which it's, it, it should be a galactor to us. Like, why why do we even care? Like, if that's what they do, if they, you know, and it doesn't even mean that you, they're posthumously converted. It means they're given an opportunity according to the Mormon theology. They they don't say that, that anybody is forced to accept this religion because of the the baptisms for the dead. But in any event, you know that that seemed to be you know what the New York Board of Rabbis was most concerned with, as opposed to yeah these types of things would would be more uh, you know. Uh, look, look, it's always easy to zero in on the sim- the stupid symbolic stuff and say, oh, you look what you're doing. How could you? How do you? How dare you baptize these people who died because they were Jews? Are you are you crazy? This shows your this shows that you are you know your 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 proselytization is 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 anti-Semitic and you don't et cetera. So I can understand why they were nuts about it, but you know it, it, you're right. They were they weren't stressing the right sort of interactions that 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 could be there. Because as you say, not only is there a positive disposition towards Israel. Um, I don't know if there's things in the Book of Mormon that are blatantly anti-Semitic, like there are in the Quran, or as I know from the Anabaptists and the blame because they they identify so much as Jews. That's so they're they're very philo-Semitic. You know, the only thing is is you know, and and there, also there isn't the replacement theology 
because they they recognize you know Shevet Yehuda is still one of the Shvatim. <laughs> not like it's not like the Black Hebrew Israelites who are. They say we are we are Israel. You know, you know, well, we're the fake Jews and we're the real Jews. They they say no, you're also real Jews and we're also real Jews. You know that's that's kind of what it comes down to with the. You know, it, it, it's not. Well, I, well, I know you've talked. You know, you know, without getting too personal, I know that that you have shared with me that you know your that your your wife's odyssey was definitely helped. Whether her parents were complete, you know, the most religious Mormons or not, maybe if they would have been the most religious Mormons, you wouldn't have ended up with her. But the the basis of the Mormon lifestyle that she that she had um, was was the machshir for her. Uh, that allowed her really to 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 take this trip and and find her her, her purpose here within Judaism and you know so in that sense you know it wasn't it wasn't like a, a tumultuous journey to Judaism oh, it was it wasn't I mean, right I mean, her her father was already gone by the time you know she had Yiddishkeit but he he identified you know he would he would sometimes. You know his his nickname for himself was Yehuda. Uh-huh. You know he would, he would instead of you know like he he would he would draw the Kilroy was here character and write Yehuda was here, uh, not and Judah. He would write Yehuda. He, he would spell it Yehuda, yeah, uh-huh. with a Y Y E H or I don't know Y E H or Y H. I don't know, but and so uh, you know there there that was part of just his personal thing. He he was you know. A colorful well, character and but, but and, I'm, I'm saying the images that your wife had of positivity of what it meant to be a uh, a good family person those are those were things that it didn't wasn't difficult for her to transfer that into a hasidic jewish life because yeah yeah that's that's uh you know it wasn't like she had to you know reject you know, yeah. the, the, to reject the the essential family connections and what does it mean to be a dedicated mother and a person um, to live with limitations, all those things that the Mormons do, you know, she was able to to shift into Judaism. So there obviously is that is that the, those that affinity is definitely there. And, um, you know, we wonder, are we going to have a Mormon president or a, a Jewish president first? Uh, you know, I guess we we sort of, you know, was tantalizing the possibility when Joe Lieberman as a vice president candidate and Mitt Romney uh, as a presidential candidate. Um, yeah, you know, well, yeah. in the Mormon theology, eschatology is, is central. They're the Latter Day Saints because they believe these are the latter days. They believe in eschatology, but also there again, it's maybe not central, but the American presidency has a central place in in the mormon uh history the you know the, the 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 mormons were very proud that joseph smith had a meeting with martin van buren even though for van buren it was a it was a very minor meeting and it's not even he doesn't there's no record of it in in van buren's uh papers, uh, you know, papers or anything that that he met with this this leader of this obscure church uh, but for the Mormons, they're very proud of that, that because they feel that it, it, it represents something uh, spiritual and, and perhaps even eschatological that, that you know, and that, and that someday there would be, you know, a prophecy would be fulfilled of having of having perhaps a Mormon president. You know, that's, well, well, I do remember Romney having to tiptoe around 
the suggestions that people are making about uh, you know, the, the wild aspects of his religion and would he be kowtowing, like who he'd be taking orders from. Yeah, the same sort of thing that was, you know, the, JFK the same had. with JFK. It's exactly what I was going to say, that the JFK would be answering to the Pope. Um, yeah. You know, people were worried that, you know. If, because... if Joe Biden was answering to the Pope. Would be... <laughs> that would be okay. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> it's, it's like, I, like, I, like I said, you know, if, if, if Obama was actually a Muslim, it would have been, it would have been much better. You right. know, uh, yes, yes. I, uh, 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 you know, the, the only thing is that uh, uh, this pope now is not it's not such a pope. That's the <laughs> you yeah. know, they, they have to ask they have to ask is the pope Catholic, and it's a, it's an actual question. So it's uh, well, again, I, I think we've definitely you know definitely run around the circles on this one. Well, Yitzchak, thank you for your 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 insight and our speculation here um, in in this way. Um, Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.